It's quite amazing. Ask not what your passports can do for you. Yeah, you can kind of see. I can I mean, fit the speaker in that area. That would be cool. Yeah. It's a good use of space. Yeah. I also got to figure out what to do with that wall. But yeah, my place is coming together. It's starting to shape up. See my now playing. Uh, I was like, I might share this photo with Mike. <laughs> so Paul Cawthon. Yeah. What, that album is called My Gospel, right? Yes. Oof. That's the best one. I mean, they're all so, the. You say that about Room 41. Yeah. But I think My Gospel might be stronger. It has my favorite. Paul Calvin song on it which that, is um, I'll be the one I'll be the one it, it gets Alligator. me jamming every time I hear yeah. it I agree with you he has a new song out have you heard it yeah the isn't it 25 tequilas yeah he's getting <laughs> too country now it, it does feel like it's gotten away from what made him what so made good me like him yeah totally if he turns into like a dumb stadium country drinking yeah country guy it's for I'm not those of be you a big fan for those of you who haven't heard Paul Cawthon Go look him up and listen to him. Obviously listen to I'll Be The One. But listen to My Gospel <laughs> and Room 41 albums first yeah. uh, before if, you venture into new things. If you see, if you listen to his single that's out right now, you might think that he's trying to get on tour with Luke Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this is why are the fast ones telling me to do this? Yeah, totally. We weren't on that page. We're not that NASCAR yet. No, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> We're still in the F1. Still there. All right. Well... Welcome to the Fast Ones. My name is Max. Sitting here with Mike. How's it going, everyone? We're going good. Nice. (laughs) Are you talking to the room or uh, the people out? I'll uh, just plumb in a bunch of like goods and other things in the background. All these people. Yeah. On the internet space. Yeah, not me. On the interwebs. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. We do. Because we had a fun race over the weekend. I'm excited to talk about it. Because one of my favorite moments of the season happened. Oh, man, me too. Uh, I think I bet I can guess what it is. Yeah, and I have... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll get to it. But Mike, you said you had some news. And now we're coming up to this thing where I am not planning for news anymore. And Mike isn't telling me the news because he wants to surprise me. It's more fun that surprise way. You. They better be surprising news totally. headlines. Totally. So. You want to dive right into it? Yeah, yeah, hit Let's me. dive into it. Hit me. Well... Just because we didn't even address it, and I feel like we got it really quick, mm-hmm. IndyCar is done for the year. IndyCar's done. Alex Pillow is a McLaren reserve driver. Well, actually, isn't anymore because he got in a fight over McLaren contracts. And okay. Zach Brown Classic tried to- Classic McLaren yeah, driver. Yeah, exactly. I actually don't even need to dive Classic into that. Classic Zach Brown management. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Alex Pillow will remain with Chip Ganassi. He's no longer a McLaren tie. Okay. Uh, but he won his second championship this year in IndyCar. He's oh. a really talented driver. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him getting a lot of conversations going about an F1 seat. You serious? Because the dude's- he is clinical. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's Alan Alain Prost level of professor almost. Oh, where is he from? I uh, I believe he's from Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So wow, pretty cool. And also, a Pato Award is from Mexico. So there's a few Mexican drivers in IndyCar right now that okay. are seeing success. 
All right. But uh, IndyCar wrapped up its season at Laguna Seca, Mm -hmm. and it was a great race to watch. That seems like a short season, but do they get started earlier than Formula One? Uh, Not really. It is definitely like they run a shorter calendar than F1 and NASCAR by a long shot. They're a smaller sport. But keeping in mind. Yeah. Keeping in mind that this sport has changed hands a few times. Mm -hmm. They're starting to gain that momentum that they've been looking for for a long time. So I would think that as the seasons progress, we're going to see more added to the calendar. Does IndyCar have a dual championship, a constructor and a driver? They do. Yeah. Oh. Well, and and also an engine supplier. I thought it was all the same. Well, so there's a Honda and Chevrolet engine suppliers in IndyCar. Okay. And then like the team, which would be Chip Ganassi in this co- in this case. Okay. And then the driver. So so it's kind of like a three tiered. But pretty much it goes in line with the driver. So does that mean there's a third trophy and that one's going to either Honda or Chevrolet every year? Pretty much. That's interesting. Yeah. And they duke it out. Sometimes Chevrolet's faster. Yeah. Okay. So pretty crazy. So, but anyways, IndyCar has wrapped up its year. It was a good season. Roman Grosjean did not get renewed at Andretti. Oh, shoot. And so his future's up in the air, but it sounds like he will get a seat next year. Because he's pretty decent. Yeah, and if I'm honest, Andretti, I've always associated the name with the curse because Michael was never really able to achieve what Mario could achieve. Mm -hmm. Michael, which (laughs) is Mario's (laughs) son. Uh, but And Michael runs the team now. Mm. And so I kind of like, I don't know, in my brain, I immediately go the Andretti curse, which was a long time running of not being able to win in Indianapolis. Ah. And so, but also on top of that, they've kind of struggled through the years. Ganassi and Penske are the two teams that are really dominant in, okay. in IndyCar. And so being on the Andretti team means that you have a shot, but it doesn't mean they're always going to be front runner. Okay. So, but anyways, we'll see what happens with Roman. Mm-hmm. Marcus Erickson is moving to McLaren next year. Mm. He is leaving Ganassi. He was on Ganassi. Or actually, sorry, I think he's moving to Andretti. He might be moving to Andretti next year. Okay. So... One of those two. Who knows? Marcus Erickson. <laughs> ex Haas driver. Yeah, ex Sauber. Ex Sauber driver. He drove the Alfa Romeo Sauber next to Charles Leclerc in Formula One. Oh, okay. So that was his uh, seat. Mm. And so, anyway, so yeah, IndyCar stuff. That's what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the season gets going next year. It'll be a good one. NASCAR, on the other hand, yeah. is just moving into their second round of the playoffs. Mm hmm. And this weekend had something that was kind of funny that happened, so I thought I would tell you about it. Yeah. And for our listeners who don't know NASCAR, and I still am new to NASCAR. Yes. They uh, they have their stages of playoffs where it's like, what, they keep cutting people off? Yes. So it starts as a round of 16. Uh-huh. Then they eliminate four, and they go round to 12, and then they eliminate four. Oh, so it's like round qualifying, but race form. Yep. And then in the last round is the round of four, which determines the championship. But- Everyone's still driving, even though yes, there's only there's four, only four competing for the championship. And what if you've told us this before? Yeah, but I don't ever pay attention. <laughs> what if that lag guy in last place wins and he's not in contention for the championship? So it's just the highest placing driver in the championship oh, that wins. Okay, so, okay, closest to one without going over. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Price is right. Format. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Bob so, Barker was the Rick. guy who invented IndyCar. Yeah. Totally. NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR championship. NASCAR. So, but anyway, so NASCAR is now moving into the round of 12 from the round of 16. The round of 12. And the last race of the round of 16 was at Bristol, which is like 
they call it the last great Coliseum because it's a huge grandstand. Okay. And this tiny little hairpin racetrack in the middle of it. Is it is it at least big enough that they can get up to speed? Yes, it's okay, bigger it's than not the, the LA, LA Coliseum. Yeah. That thing is a <laughs> interesting it, watch. It's great and it's terrible. <laughs> it's and great I love and terrible. It. Yes. And uh, yeah, Cypress Hill plays out it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which says a lot about it. So, but Bristol is, I think, a mile. It's just a really small track oh. and just a tiny oval, and it's really, really aggressively banked. Okay. And so, uh, what it, state is Bristol in? Tennessee. Tennessee. Kinda. Yeah. And it's a really, really beautiful spot from Sweet. the air. You can kind of see the mountains and stuff that surround it. Sweet. It's a really pretty area. But the Bristol racetrack over the years has just increased in size. For the grandstands, but the track stayed this tiny little short mm, track. Okay. So lots of bumping and rubbing and aggressive racing. Oh, that's yeah. kind of just what, what we want. Yeah. And we after like those races, and rubbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with a little bumping grand. <laughs> so <laughs> this race ended up being great just because, of course, there's a lot of like smashing and, and uh, bouncing into each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, this driver who's kind of known as like the NASCAR villain right now okay yeah his name is denny hamlin he drives the fedex car (laughs) okay yeah number 11 he he wins the race and as he's climbing out of the car his car's smoking it's still on the track from his burnout (laughs) it's gonna go grab the checkered flag and the crowd is just booing (laughs) and this place is like sold out coliseum style and it's just loud boos because the fans just kind of hate him yeah and it's just because he's just, he's, he's got like, a big what's, mouth. What's this guy done? He's just got a big mouth. And so when, he, when people <laughs> make him mad, he just calls it out. And he's just like, I don't like that. It was stupid. And everyone's Shoot. like, boo. I want, I want this guy in Formula yeah. 1 already. <laughs> There's too much like chummy pal stuff going on in totally, Formula 1. Totally. And so this is the best part is the announcer walks up to him and he goes, Denny, tell me what you're feeling with all these boos right now. Uh-huh. And, he's, <laughs> and he says, I beat your favorite driver <laughs> and everyone just gets louder. Like, bah! and the announcer holds the microphone back to his face. He's like, which one is that? And he said, all of them. <laughs> and he walks over and grabs the flag and climbs on top of his car and everyone's still booing. <laughs> it was amazing. And normally I haven't really liked this guy, but uh-huh. this moment was so epic. I was yeah. like, this is actually amazing. Uh, that's so cool. <laughs> it was so great. We love a good villain. Yeah. I just love someone who is not being like media coached. Yeah, totally. Just do what I want. He's kind of unhinged sometimes yeah. for sure. Can you imagine if Lewis was a little bit more unhinged? <laughs> yeah, or Max even. Max <laughs> Max. I mean, would he can be, be actually sometimes. He can be. Yeah. If he actually lent into it just like this is my just trajectory. A more. Yeah, do totally. it, Max. Totally. Uh, I would cheer for Max. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I, I don't hate him. We're we're reserved. At this point, a little it's bit. like we yeah. know he's gonna win. Yeah. So why are we cheering for him? Right. Let's focus on someone else. Yeah. If he started actively attacking yeah. the crowd, yeah, with his words, yeah, we'd be like, <laughs> yeah, Max, I get him, <laughs> get him. Get him. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it, but the Singapore Grand Prix cooldown room. Oh, man. Lewis doesn't say anything. Not a word. Not a single word. But I mean, I get it. Lando and Carlos are almost too chummy sometimes. Yeah. The Carlando thing is like. It's the exact opposite of being a villain. Yeah. And Lewis is just like, ah, you guys are so embarrassing. Just patting each other on the butts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm so glad you guys love each other. Yeah. He's just in the corner. Just like, like, I can't wait to be back in P1 and. spitting on both of you again and that's the thing i thought he was i had this impression at the beginning of the season that lewis has become chummy 
and kind of he's he's eased off a bit with his edge because he's not winning. Right. So he can just focus on like getting the car up there or whatever. No, back on form yeah. the second he was in the cool down room. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I noticed the same thing. I was like, I was like, there he is. He's, he's back. back. And I was so jazzed. <laughs> Genuinely. I was like, yes. And the thing is, these guys aren't really his I mean everyone's a competitor right and that's how these drivers should start thinking about it but me as like a new fan I don't because no. I'm like oh Carl Carlos and Lando Carl and buds. oh buds maybe Carlos is gonna get him to try some sushi after this <laughs> yeah <It's, laughs> this is my favorite sushi <laughs> yeah. you try yeah they're all buddy buds in there it's embarrassing we sometimes. need more drama yeah more drama come on drive Netflix. to survive it Netflix I was gonna say Netflix <laughs> needs more drama <laughs> You know that the cameraman sits in the corner like, like, come on. Stop being friends. <laughs> Lewis gets in there like, perfect. Perfect. Hey, <laughs> don't say anything, Lewis. They're just like dropping stink bombs next to him to try to create something. <laughs> Did she just fart, man? <laughs> I'm like, no, dude, it wasn't me. Yeah. Anything. A, a hat that's not the right size for like Lewis. Just, just, could you give me the right hat? Lewis looks around. The camera guys are just pointing at Lando. Like, he's, he's the one who just did it. Adjusted your hat. <laughs> oh, they, you know that they would. They would. If they aren't right now, yeah. they are trying to start yeah. drama. If they need a producer to help <laughs> with that kind of thing, contact me. I know how to stir. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to stir it a little bit, guys. Mm. So if you don't know how to create drama, so I'm like TNT. We are, we, we, are, we are slowly sliding into the Singapore Grand Prix, <laughs> yes, which is I have, fine. I have we'll one last piece on of news yeah. before we do. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, we'll put a bookmark. It's, Hopefully my train of thought. Yes, okay, go ahead. Write, I'm just going to make a note for my train of thought, and you're you're going <laughs> to... Not, not, the, not the Hulk. No. Not that guy. The dumb one. Yes, I know. I already know where I you're going. I wrote the word Nico on my paper <laughs> slash dumb. Nico dumb. <laughs> All right, but here's the last piece of news, and I'll keep it short. So it seems like things are still up in the air over driver talks at Alpha Tauri for next year. Okay. Yeah, we've been following this closely. We've been following it closely. But there's our, a new got rumor. Our fingers on the pulse. There's a new rumor in the mill. Ooh. And this one is the most interesting because we've been debating and speculating uh-huh. who is going to sponsor Alpha Tauri next year because oh, we the have? car is not going to be Alpha Tauri next year. Remember we oh, talked? Yeah, we could said be Alpha Romeo, Dur- Doritos, <laughs> Loco <laughs> Taco, Dur- the Doritos Locos Tacos <laughs> Formula One team. <laughs> it's it's Mountain Dew we Baja put Blast. Extra Diablo sauce into the car. <laughs> I'd be all for it. Yeah. We know that for sure. Yeah, you want to get that American market. Yeah, Baja Blast a car, and I'm gonna be every time a, a, a driver gets fan. a point, everyone gets a free Doritos Locos Tacos. Give me a break. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, that's a campaign we need to get behind. <laughs> so, but Alpha Tauri. Yeah, the title sponsor for next year. The rumor has it mm-hmm. that it will be. Please, Adidas. Adidas. Adidas footwear. That is that I I'm not like that's just weird. It's super strange. I was strange. really hoping you're gonna be like Porsche, and I was like, yay, yeah. But that's weird, isn't that a strange is choice? Is there any other footwear in Formula? I thought it was all Puma. Puma does Puma. Like a lot of like Ferrari. They were Red Bulls sponsor and Mercedes sponsor that's I, as well. I think of it, yeah. I uh, thought it was everyone, but I think those teams have all grown to have a couple of different sponsors as well for their apparel and their fire suits and all that. Like Sparco, 
Yeah, I think Sparco does McLaren. I know Red Bull moved on to a new company as well. I don't know the name but of it. Adidas. But Adidas is supposedly looking into being the title sponsor for Alpha Tauri next year. Very interesting. Which will be the RB19. <laughs> I what saw that was slip that? down. It was the light in the fender on the wall. Oh, it came down? Yeah. BRB19. BRB19. That'll be a good TikTok. Oh, and my <laughs> lights fell on me during our podcast. Clickbait. <laughs> Watch here. <laughs> I almost died recording this podcast. Anyways. Adidas, Adidas coming in hot. Interesting. Yeah. Is Nike in the sport? No. no. Reebok, no. No. I'm thinking of these like more popular American. Football I know Reebok brands. is like British, but like yeah, these more American based kind of yeah known brands. For New sport. Balance. They're, none of these are currently. Mm, Adidas in is F1. getting the jump. Yeah, they're trying to which I think. That whole I mean, smart. honestly, they've taken the brand that's been already somewhat in the fashion world, the fashion space, uh-huh. for their marketing, for the way they design the car. Yeah, it's it, you know the hats, the apparel. I mean, there's been a few times where I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of dig that Pierre Gasly like Alpha Tauri hat. No, it's rad. So a lot of the hats, I'm like, man, that's stupid. Yeah, exactly. You know. So, anyways, just to say. I think it might be a good move for them. Cool. Right now it's still in a rumor phase, but you heard it here first. If that becomes truth, (laughs) that'd be great. Yeah. I know um, when I visited the Puma store in New York, I went there because I knew they had Formula One stuff. Right. And they also have the cool free simulators up in the top. They're rubbish because all the public treats them like crap. But at least you can get in a fun little free simulator and drive through a a race. It's another New York trashed piece of public (laughs) landscape. (laughs) Yeah, it's not surprising. Yeah, there's just like uh, people use it as a sewer. <laughs> Homeless people go in and just use it as a toilet. <laughs> and as we've and discussed, some it. drivers I sat in it. Some drivers do that because I'm well. dedicated to the sport. <laughs> I'm super. I want to know what it's like to poop in your pants during a race because <laughs> yeah. we know every driver's done it. They've all done it. Who said that they have? It? And if they haven't, their line is that Sebastian Vettel. I think some of them have said that they've definitely tinkled. They're like if. They're like, have you ever pooped in your pants while driving? And around? they were like, if you they're haven't, like, they're stupid. They're like, they're like, and if a driver says they haven't, they're lying. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember who said that. Well, um, might have been like Kimmy or something. Yeah, just kidding. No, Kimmy would never. He would never waste that many syllables. No, he would never use that many words. <laughs> They'd be yeah. like, did you poop in the car? And he was like, he's like, what? Can I leave? Yeah. Can I leave now? Yeah. But anyway, I'm done. If you want the real <laughs> poop in your pants experience in yes. a simulator. Puma store in New York. Yep. Check it out. But that'd be cool. Now I'll have an excuse to go to the Adidas store if that happens. Cause totally they might have Daniel Ricardo shoes. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, if you're a shoe company and you want to get a shoey going spinoff for your <laughs> shoe brand, that's actually a really brilliant Holy marketing cow. scheme. Yeah. For real. <laughs> okay, that's in the cards. Adidas, I trademarked that. Yeah. You got to come to me. You have to buy it. Is that your last bit of news? That's that's the last bit of news. The added as. Yes. Coming in for the Adidas. The formula. How do you how do they say it? There are people that pronounce it formula. Formula? Yeah, formula. Formula. The Formula One team. Formula. Added as. Yeah, yeah, totally. The Adidas Formula One team. Yeah, the Tom Clarkson crowd, which is like the British that you're like, why do you pronounce things wrong? Yeah. I know that you have an accent, but that's the wrong pronunciation. We're excited for Sean Leclerc to race for the Adidas Formula One team. (laughs) You're like, ugh. And the Grand Prix. Charles, are you going to be able to get your feet from the Pumas into those Adidas? 
Honestly, no one knows what they're talking about. No, never. Sorry to offend all the British people. Out Sorry, there. Ted Kravitz. All the Aussies out there too. <laughs> okay, is that the last bit of news? That's the last bit okay, of news. Now we're we can shifting, move on. Shifting back into the Singapore Grand Prix. Let's do that this. Was a fun weekend. What a race! Exciting. What a, what a weekend! Yeah, really cool. Amazing. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to talk about with dumb Nico I, Rosberg. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I know forget. we talk. We're going to talk about the curse or yes. whatever. Oh, that was my point. I okay. was like, is Nico at this point just trying to get on drive to survive? <laughs> he's like, try. He's like, it's he's like, the, how do I get invited to last, be asked? It's the last bit of attention that he doesn't really have. Yeah, he's like not really cornered that market yet. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so how do I get an opportunity to say that I beat Lewis in equal machinery yeah. on Netflix? How can Netflix spin a story I that, that I influenced the winner of this year's <laughs> championship? <laughs> how do i get netflix to make a drive to survive that's just about me yeah now yeah as a not a driver but still as, almost deciding the winner of these races as a dirt journalist <laughs> as the best journalist that has ever existed in formula one and c- it just has to say every race weekend i think that this is really great season not as good as the season that i won yeah. against my teammate Lewis Hamilton, you might have heard of him in 2016 in equal his, machinery uh, during his dominant period at Mercedes. He just has his foot in the door at the, in and the he door. will not take it out it and is. we're slamming it, trying to get it shut. Can we not anymore, Nico? <laughs> Can we find a new pundit? Yeah. But, uh, I don't like, the, uh, yeah, I don't like feeding his attention monster. Yeah. So, but he took a picture in front of Max's garage. He did. And the Red Bulls did not do good this weekend. <laughs> I, I, from what I've heard, the rumor is is that selfie might have been a week or two ago. Really? Which means that it might not have been as recent as I want it to so have been. this curse isn't real? I mean, it's Nico Rosberg. So, I mean, just his presence is... His presence is pretty... Is a curse. Is a curse. <laughs> <laughs> I just am imagining winning some sort of like, meet a Formula One driver championship experience and you don't know who it is. You're like, you're like is it Kimmy? Is it going to be Alonzo? And then Nico, Nico Rosberg shows like, it's like, are you kidding me? Can we just... Do I get a rebate? You're just like a make-a-wish kid. You're just like, I want to meet a championship driver. Like, we got one for you. And he walks in, he's like, ah, that's like, just kill me now. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> you get to meet a Marvel Avenger and like Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Jeremy Renner. Oh, we all wanted Chris s- Evans. Sorry you got run over by a snowblower. <laughs> Anyway, that got dark. Sorry. Yeah, that was heavy. I'm wild qualifying. We'll keep moving this along. <laughs> wild qualifying. Yes. Red Bulls did not they make didn't it show up. And when see, I, I didn't watch it live. Yes. So I heard Lance had crashed out. Such horrific crash. crash. Yeah. Our producer friend Kevin hadn't seen qualifying and he's like, why didn't Lance race? And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> like. That ra- that crash was pretty gnarly. It was violent. He's like, oh, I gotta go watch. I was like, yeah, it's, he's destroyed that car. I mean, for the sake of some irreverence, he he nailed that wall about yeah. as head on as I've ever seen anyone uh-huh. at speed. Yeah, it was really aggressive, yeah. and his head violently ricocheted yeah. off of the headrest. So he's gnarly. he's good, but sore, sore is what they said. But I heard he crashed, so I assume that that ended some sort of red flag session. Right at the is end of Q one. But that was Q1, and Red Bulls were in Q2. Correct. So they just got knocked out because they sucked. They just sucked. (laughs) Totally. Wild. 
Your so, thoughts on that? It was epic. Q1 was gnarly. I felt bad. I think Piastri was probably the only casualty of Q1 that I felt like, uh, dang. Yeah, that's You could our... have had a shot, you know, at yeah. something higher than this. But I felt like, mm-hmm. for the most part, it was, uh, uh okay. Mm-hmm. So we roll into Q2. Max is in to Q3. Liam Lawson crosses the line seven one thousandths of a second faster than Max's lap Nuts. and knocks him out of Q3. Yeah, that was so fun to watch. It was epic. Yeah, good job, Liam. Yeah, Liam, you were on Team Fast Ones big he time right now. He is getting to be such a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. He deserves a spot after that one. Roll into Q3, both Haas's have made it so rad last time that happened i can't remember ages ago but it was so good to see both hosses in q3 and the singapore grand prix circuit which has been revised i think we might have talked about it on a previous episode but maybe not they removed four corners out of the track layout because they built some new buildings and Mm -hmm. so the lap was 30 seconds or so faster than it used to be okay but on the previous layout, mm-hmm. the fastest lap, so the lap record for that track layout was yeah. Kevin Magnuson. Hey. And so he is a beast when yeah. it comes to Singapore. He knows his way around the track. Yeah. And so for both of them to make Q3, I was surprised because of the car's performance, but not mm-hmm. surprised with because the drivers of, we have. Yeah. Our drivers are solid. And they're awesome. Yeah. So anyways, but Q3 was epic. It was such a shootout. And once again, Ferrari just kind of coming out of nowhere yeah, with some aces up their mm-hmm. sleeve, which I was stoked for. And then the race was really fun. Start on Sunday. Good race. <laughs> Epic race. We haven't had a lot of races this year that feature safety cars. No. And we had, I think, two safety, like official kind of safety cars. One safety one, car and, and was, a VSC. Yeah. And then the safety car at the very, very end. Was there a safety car at the end? I mean, George went into the wall and oh, they're yeah, like safety yeah. car game. Like <laughs> race like, is over. We're crossing the finish line. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. But yeah, they had a fun safety car and that kind of tanked Haas's yeah. race, which sucked. They tried to do like a double stack, right? Right. They kind of got yeah, screwed. Nico got hosed in that deal. Yeah. And that kind of happens with the double stack. That's the risky mm, run. Yeah. But even just to kind of back it up just a tiny bit to this weekend, something that you and I discussed last week mm-hmm. was flexi wings yeah how i was thinking about this me and my non-formula one brain <laughs> as i was driving around, i was like hey we talked about flexi wings because i was listening to last week's episodes go listen to it go listen to it we talked about it and i was like hey red bull had a very stark difference between the performances between before this flexi wing thing and the after right do you think flexi wings is playing a, playing a big role in all these teams performance this weekend Absolutely. Now, what's funny, though, is that I heard like Brundle and uh, the old Crofty, Brundle and and Croftist. (laughs) Yeah, Croftist and Brundist (laughs) having a disgustist about this. Uh And uh, they said that when speaking to the teams, they they felt that this should not have had the effect that it did on Red Bull. That this regulation change, or at least this regulation policing, they don't think that that would have had that large oh, of an that impact. Huge, like the margins would have been that big in performance. But, but, yeah, this also kind of, to me at least, says like the engineers who are saying that there's no way, there's uh-huh. no way you didn't think of it, Mister Engineer Guy, uh-huh. who's sitting there saying, "Oh, there's no way that could have affected Red Bull that much." Mm-hmm. You don't know what they were doing. Yeah, and this team was utterly destroying everyone uh-huh. and they show up in singapore with a new regulation mm-hmm. and the car is like max had no grip you could see on any onboard camera 
as he went through corners, he was correcting like crazy Hmm. because the car just had nothing. Huh. You can say all day long that the new directive didn't affect them. But the engineers who don't know what Red Bull was doing, yeah. of course, wouldn't know. Uh-huh. And so the, it's like you're just guessing at what kind of impact that could have had on their car. Yeah. And we saw the results. Yeah. It was huge. Huge. They've been basically cheating all season long with flexible wings. You think that that's what it is? That's what, I mean. A lot of people are like, that's the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Don't be a conspiracy a, theorist. But well, I'm like, we kind of want to be. Uh-huh. It's kind of fun. To think about how do you skirt the rules the best? That's racing. And when the evidence is there, when the performance is so much like worse, right? Then what would you say it is? Yeah, right. They just don't do good on city circuits since when? Yeah, since when? Since when is Max not coming from P9 to P1 in 17 laps? Exactly. You know, it's true. He didn't even get up very far, he didn't even get near the podium. That's crazy. Going in forward in the couple of upcoming races. Is it going to be more competitive? Because yeah. Red Bull might have like... We might have found what they were doing wrong <laughs> yeah. or what they were doing that gave them such an advantage. Yeah. I mean, it could... Japan is a great test for this. And you mentioned on the last episode that it was Red Bull that had been guilty of doing it before in the past. During Sebastian's era. They know how to cheat. They yeah. can do it again. It was every team out against Red Bull. Their wings move an awful lot, mm-hmm. FIA. Will you investigate them? Yeah. And they investigated them and they outlawed the flexible wings. And so, anyways, that's all I'm saying. That's all you're saying. I feel like the evidence is there. But even just to keep going on Singapore, because mm-hmm. I think we need to move on to the next and most important piece of this equation. Yeah, what's that? George Russell binned it on the last <laughs> lap. Looks like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I was cheering in my house. I just and let it out. I did that just whole let it like, out, um, what's his bucket? Mark Weber scream when Lewis <laughs> flies off the track in what Baku? Azerbaijan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Mark Weber screams. Like, I did that exactly. I was like, ah! <laughs> and I realized, do you remember the way that they showed it was so epic. I don't mean to cut you <laughs> go off. For it, go. But we're watching the rear facing camera. From Carlos Sainz's car. Mm-hmm. And Lando's in tow and the two Mercedes are just on each other's gearbox. This yeah. is a freight train of under a second, the top four cars heading to the finish line. Yeah. Like epic Formula One doesn't ever yeah. happen stuff. Uh-huh. And all you see is some sparks and George Russell keeps <laughs> going straight. And I was like, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> It's not George. Yeah. Uh, it was so epic. And from that perspective, I had no idea what he did. It looked like a lockup. Mm-hmm. Like he just outbroke himself. I don't even think he locked up. He he, no, he nudged he, the wall. He hit the wall. Skidded a little bit and <laughs> yeah. just decided I'm it's done. I'm not steering anymore. The best part of that though <laughs> is that like they get to the they get to the announcement or the announcer interviewing Lando. Uh-huh. And they're like, man, that, that at the end there, George hitting the wall and Lando's like, I hit the same wall. He did. Yeah. And everyone was like, what? You could see it in David Coulthard's face. He's like, what? Because we were all watching this rear facing camera uh-huh. from Carlos Sainz. And none of us actually saw what happened until a replay. Yeah. That Lando nudged it and George was wider than Lando. And so Lando kind of blindly blocked this wall <laughs> from George. Yeah. <laughs> And then George just really hit it hard. So anyways, I know he was bummed and like emotionally trashed. Who, Lando? No, George. Who cares? (laughs) I realized that I think, I don't know if it was last episode, episode before, I said that there are two things that I watch F1 for. Haas 
and Daniel Ricardo. The right. new one. I have a new thing. You have a new thing. It's watching entitled George Russell screw up. And it's so rewarding. And what what oh, race was it? Gosh. Two or three races ago and George was like, I was full cast to podium. Like, oh, yeah. what went wrong? Oh, I was like, gosh. stuff this guy. <laughs> and then this one, he's like, I really want to win this, you guys. Yeah. Or something, something along those lines. I really want to win this. How do we win this race? He's like, I really want to. I'm really like, but to win it. Oh, oh, guys, no one else on the grid wants to. Oh, George sorry. does. Yeah, everyone else in the garage was just thinking third. <laughs> We were just thinking third, George. Yeah. No. Like, no one on the team wants to win, George. Have you met your boss? <laughs> Have you met Total Wolf? Do you think that guy's sitting there I going, I really want to win it. That, third. Tell Lewis, I George, really want to win da- it. sit there and, and win third. <laughs> and then for him to third just- Third is a win. Just like go straight. Everyone else is going left and he goes straight. And then when he is like in the car, no, 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 yeah. no. I was like, yes. <laughs> Oh, and then his sad, sad face. Yeah. After I love, I love George crying face. <laughs> it's we do, we see it a lot. We do see it a lot. He cried when he won too. He cried when he won. Emotional guy. He cried in Bahrain when he yeah. he got kind of robbed. It was Mercedes' fault on that first race yeah. against Botas. Uh huh. But we have seen it a number of times. Oh, Weepy George. I, I mean, and, and Charles Leclerc for me, I feel like is the one that I should have seen a lot of tears shed from so dude, far. And no, I that's haven't. a question I have later on. Um, <laughs> do you remember? It's like the was it last season of Drive to Survive, and George Russell's like being all pretentious, looking at everyone else's cars. It goes around Instagram now, where he's like, he's like, I'm looking at the other cars, and looking at my car, and I'm like, fetch this is fast, you know? It he's, just looks fast. <laughs> it's like, dude, another. <laughs> that's a dog. <laughs> You're going to drive a dog this year. It's going to be fun when we see George realize how slow this is. <laughs> so, some George disappointment. Am, yeah, I am. I'm very happy. Then him getting out. Kevin Magnuson got right into P10. Yeah. Tossing the points. It's a good day. It was a great really day. Fun day. Just to even mention it again. It's great to see Lewis get P3. I yeah. was like the whole last lap. I was like, George, do something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I really was. I was like, yeah. Maybe even wipe out Lando. That would be great. Yeah. Because then it would be Carlos Lewis, and then I don't know who would be in fourth at that point. I forget where he was in fourth. But I, uh, maybe it was Charles. Yeah. But I was just like, gosh, I'm like, I'd love to see Lewis maybe take George's podium here. Yeah. Because George had had a better race than Lewis all race. Mm -hmm. But that's what Lewis does. Yeah. He's like kind of that sneaky, like, attack out of nowhere and get all the points guy. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, come on, make this a classic Lewis. Make this a classic Lewis. And he still did. He did. And so anyways. But it was nothing. I mean. It was nothing Lewis did. But he did. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of pressure. I mean, we've talked in the past about Lewis's skill in that he doesn't make mistakes. He really doesn't. Unless he's, (laughs) unless he's passing somebody. Yeah. And and that's a different scenario. I feel like I saw that this weekend too. Like Lewis struggling to pass people or passing people pretty roughly. Yeah. But he, he doesn't make mistakes. He can stay in that line. Right. When the pressure's on. Right. And he just goes for it. And he's like ice in his veins. He's just ice cold driver. When he's racing on three tires at Silverstone, he goes, what was a 110 
miles an hour down one of those straightaways on uh-huh. three tires. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? He can just go for it. It's and amazing. I think applying pressure, maybe for someone who's like George, not have as many seasons under his belt as Lewis does. Definitely. You just hit that wall. You're <laughs> you like, go right off. You're like, I'm chasing yeah. Lando, a friend, mm-hmm. and I've got seven time champ. Yeah. The bright yellow helmet and gloves. And uh-huh. I can, that's all I can see behind me in my mirror. Yeah. Is that when those, I actually kind of dig that his gloves are yellow. I was thinking his gloves were cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, we're Lewis fans now. <laughs> obviously, obviously because George is in a wall and that's fun to see. And then Lewis is silent treating the guys in the warm up yeah, cool down room. Yeah, it's just like this worked out exactly how I hoped. Yeah. Exactly how the, I hoped. Who is that tool in friggin, um, <sighs> Okay, don't tell me and don't say anything. Uh-oh. Uh no, what's that gossip girl? Lance Bass? Well, what's the guy's yeah. name? It's not Lance no, Bass. It's That's Lance Bass. Chuck Bass. Chuck Bass. Yes. Like I hate that guy. Yeah. I don't know why cuz I I had an ex-girlfriend, maybe saw one episode because she was watching. I was like, "Who is this guy with the eyebrows?" I hate him. And like slicked hair. <laughs> yeah. And like you need someone to hate. Yeah. He's, and you yeah. love to hate him. Right. And it's good that we have Lewis. Yeah. I think he's just such a, he plays such a great villain. Yeah. He's so good at being the villain to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. Anyways, such a good character. Yeah. Killer race. We didn't have to listen to the Dutch Grand Prix or Dutch national anthem. Yeah. We got was, to hear that was weird. The Italian. Spain and Italian. Yeah. Which was just yeah. music to my ears. Literally. Yeah. And also, once again, mm-hmm. Carlos signs. Yeah, let's talk about Chucky Leclerc. Doritos Locos Carlos. I mean, Charles has got to be just literally why, hating why this. Why isn't Doritos watching Carlos? I it's don't know. The Doritos Locos Carlos. The Doritos Locos Carlos signs. <laughs> the spicy Spaniard. Uh, Taco Bell, get into Formula because One. Because that's Mexican food. They're not Spaniard food. They're, they got to break into that European market somehow. Yeah. That's the easiest door. There's the door, guys. Yeah. Frito-Lay, get after it. <laughs> once again, we patent that so you can hit us up. But, uh, but yes, Carlos just providing, feeding the babies at Ferrari right now mm-hmm. by being the man, getting pole in Monza, yeah. coming to Singapore, taking the pole and then dominating the race, mm-hmm. thinking ahead of his strategist. They're like, Lando, uh, Lando is 0.8 behind with DRS. He's mm-hmm. like, I know it's intentional <laughs> because he knew he's like, if I put Lando into DRS, contention the mclaren's drs is strong enough that it'll keep mercedes at bay okay so i i can kind of conceptualize that in my brain right just barely um but i wanted to ask you more to clarify on the show today right because a lot of our listeners are new maybe they don't really know the strategy going on there so if you could like explain that because it is really rad the way that carlos kind of controlled those top four for a bit from his end he just i it is it was crazy intelligent to mm-hmm. think this far ahead, but he knew he'd even thought about the Mercedes tire opportunity because Mercedes had saved a set of brand new mediums mm-hmm. that no other team had saved for mm-hmm. through practice sessions and all these things throughout the weekend. So as soon as Carlos <laughs> qualified pole, yeah. he knew that there was this opportunity if they got a VSC or they got a safety car at a certain lap window mm-hmm. mercedes would pit and they'd put on mediums these fresh mediums the fresh mediums and that would put them in a good position to race from where they are to try to catch mm-hmm. and so he it's amazing he said this in his interview he knew that they would do that yeah 
And so he stayed out on his hearts. He did not waste his tires. He and Lando kept that that race at a very calm pace, mm-hmm. which we noticed. If you watch the race, there, everyone was within a second of each other almost the entire race. Mm-hmm. Max disappears 30 seconds into the distance every time he takes the lead. Yeah, Carlos kept Lando or whoever was in P2 for the race within a second almost the whole time. Hmm. And as they progress through the race, they get to this moment and he goes, okay, basically they're going to just burn qualifying laps on these mediums to yeah. catch us. Yeah. And then once they catch us, I'm going to keep Lando within DRS range within one second. And that will give him the slipstream and DRS coming down straightaways. Hmm. That will make it extremely difficult for Mercedes to attack either of us. Gotcha. The tires will be worn on both cars, Mm -hmm. but as the Mercedes are in dirty air, overheating, tires are overheating, Mm -hmm. they won't have the advantage or the opportunity if Lando's a sitting duck without DRS. Mm -hmm. So by having the buffer, he knew that Lando wasn't going to be able to pass him Mm -hmm. because Carlos wasn't getting him that close. Gotcha. Yeah. And his tires had been preserved. He hadn't really outbroken himself at any point. No yeah. lockups, no nothing. Uh-huh. He basically was giving Lando a toe mm-hmm. for the last 10 laps or whatever it was. Keeping the Mercedes behind by keeping them to as much of a freight train down the, the straightaways as they could. Jeez. And working with two different manufacturers in that way, knowing that the McLaren doesn't have the straight line speed that the Ferrari has, mm-hmm. but with DRS, we'll be able to keep up. Mm-hmm. That was kind of his thing. He's like, I know that I can outrun him. Yeah. So he's not going to outbreak me into a corner. Yeah. I'm faster, mm-hmm. but he can keep up if the DRS flap is open. So he had, he'd work through a pretty master, yeah. masterful idea. Crazy. And anyways, it just, it panned out to perfection. Panned out to perfection. And there was one little moment before George went into the wall that <laughs> they, um, I think George attempted like a pass and it just like, it, it took their speed out. Like, right. You just notice it. Yeah. And it is, it's fun to kind of learn and watch as a, as a, as a fan to see like, oh, they, when they're in like a racing mode, they're following the line as hard as they can. They're all pretty fast. As soon as someone diverts to pass and someone diverts to defend, they lose so much speed because Carlos just took off. Right, right, right. And he's just like continuing. Yeah, and then they yeah, just yeah. drop back. And it's like, okay, Carlos is safe for now or whatever. But like even just those little moves drops so much off your speed and your lap like your lap time or whatever it's totally it's, it's wild as you go into like a race craft move for a pass you uh-huh. have, you immediately take away the ideal line yeah you sacrifice you, your speed yeah carlos pulled a 2.7 second gap or something when that i remember when that pass went down yeah and lando luckily was able to keep him at bay and uh-huh. and keep on racing so i mean yeah just such a killer finish mm-hmm. such a chess match yeah and it was not a chess match that was boring. It definitely had its moments of kind of like, well, this is a really dominant race from Ferrari. I'm so surprised. But as we got closer to the finish, I was like, yeah. man, this finish is epic. Yeah, it, it so kind of crept up. Yeah. Where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, wait, there's four cars. Yeah. Right behind each other going straight to the finish line yeah and this is <laughs> this is like the world we could be living in yeah totally <laughs> if red bull wasn't so dominant and which might be the case from here which might be the case it's i know very interesting to all see formula one is like probably praying for this right yeah, now they're like please 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 mean that you broke the car i mean is it likely that max isn't going to be champion oh no he definitely no. has got the championship locked no. down but it could be an incredible fight the rest of the season if he doesn't win any more podiums. And we have this insane competition for second place. Yeah. And holy cow, I guess I was unaware 
that this was the first race won by a non-Red Bull driver this whole season. Since Brazil of last season. Goodness. Which was George Russell. What a butt. Yeah. No, that is. This was the most welcome win of another team slash driver ever. Holy cow. Yeah, that is a crazy line of And another wins. tick in the box for Carlos. Yeah. Where this didn't go to Chucky Leclerc uh-huh. or to a Fernando or Lewis. Uh-huh. I, I'm so, so stoked for Carlos that mm-hmm. he gets to be the dude standing on the top step. For real. It's huge for his career. Yeah. Because he's out of contract with Ferrari and nothing has been announced. Oh. I think it might be next season, but this is something that solidifies his future, either at Ferrari or wherever. Uh Uh-huh. Knowing that Audi is coming into the sport and dad, Carlos Sainz Sr. He's an Audi driver. Races for Audi. There's definitely a huge appetite to have Carlos Sainz Jr. Mm -hmm. at Audi. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. And so uh, all this to say that this bodes massively well for his future Mm -hmm. in the sport in general. So congrats to him on a freaking job well done. Yeah. What a world it would be if we had more teams fighting every single week. It's all I can hope for. And we had that in 2021. Right. With Max and Lewis every week. The last race going down into like a tie. Right. So that was exciting. And back in the day when it used to be McLaren, Red Bull, and Ferrari, and all these guys Uh duking it out for the top spot. It really wasn't until Mercedes... That ruined the party for everyone. (laughs) It really screwed the pooch. I remember conversations with friends and coworkers in 2021 were a lot more heated. And (laughs) people were choosing sides and blaming everyone else. Yeah, definitely. And now everyone's just like, "Eh, yeah, Max is going to win. There's not a lot of heated conversations right now. No, it's uh, it's mellowed out a lot. I mean, we've mellowed out a lot. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> Lewis in a non. Well, you you want to know what? Do you want to know what's really interesting though what? about this? Is that like, yes, this is it's come full circle. Mm-hmm. But some of the comments that I've made this year about Max, yeah. I think are funny when we come to a race like this, because this is where Max shows that he's kind of the worst. What did he do? So when 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 Max is winning, yeah, he's just in a good place. He's a happy dude. He's a normal dude. We've talked about this. It's just normal. When you're winning, yeah, you're fine. He's just and happy. Everyone's your buddy. Things are good. <laughs> I'm Max. I'm king of the world. Yeah. Right. That was kind of his approach. Mm-hmm. Come to a weekend like this, and he turned into that like super entitled kid again, like coming over the radio and be like undrivable. What is happening? Like just kind yeah. of like accusing the team of things. Mm. And I'm kind of like, dude, dude, 10 races in a row, dude. Yeah, like, can you watch be a the little attitude. more ungrateful? Yeah, yeah like <laughs> I hear one more like comment like that. And I'm going to be like, for real, guy? Yeah. Do you not know what they've done for you this year? Mm-hmm. Like your name is etched into history forever. Yeah. For the most consecutive wins. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. Don't do not do this. Was Christian Horner just so mad <laughs> that Red Bull didn't win? Because has anyone ever gone a whole season, a constructor winning every single race? No. It has never they happened. They were on track. They were so close. Oh. They were so close. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of why this is so beautiful, mm-hmm. is that it seems to always happen. Mm-hmm. McLaren in 1988 was yeah. the closest a manufacturer has come to winning every single race 
Yeah. In an F1 championship. And how many did they the, lose? All but one. They won everything but one. It's like, um, <laughs> what? The Bulls or like the Golden State Warriors. Right. It's like one or two games they didn't they win. They didn't win. Just <laughs> one or two. And that's all yeah. it was. So for them to get beat, it puts an end to the streak. And it was it was welcome. Yeah. You can't have a 24, 23 race calendar and have one team win every single yeah, race. That's, it's kind of annoying. Not good for the sport. All right, shifting gears. As we go on, we remember the times we Do you think Sebastian Vettel just sets a hum listening to that song? Dude, he said in an interview yeah. that he's not ruling out a comeback. Yeah, of course he's not. I mean, who would? He's still, we learned he's young. We learned he's younger than me. He's a child. <laughs> The man can race. And for him to leave. And I bet right as Aston Martin starts looking good, he's like, <sighs> he's like, come on. Just get rid of Fernando. Yeah. Oh, do, do you think he would be a, a teammate to Fernando? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they would get along great. I don't know why, but it would work. I was going to say, get rid of Lance and bring Sebastian back. <sighs> that would be an insane team. It would be an, an unbelievable team. I think Papa Stroll would be like, yeah, I would let my son go to have Sebastian and Fernando. He's like, I will put a hit on him tonight. <laughs> you think that crash was an accident? Yeah. We specifically engineered the car to do that in the last corner. Is it any coincidence that Sebastian Vettel was interviewed the same weekend that Lance almost died? I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. To use his words to answer that question. <laughs> I'm not ruling it out. Ooh, it's a shady organization in <laughs> Aston Martin. Okay. My Wh- question for you. Wouldn't put it past Papa Stroll. Um, when was, how could I ask this? There's two questions I could ask. Okay. So if I say the name Charles Leclerc, Charles Leclerc, what image pops into your head? Hmm. I just think of uh, his kind of like thick neck. Okay. Yeah. Pose that he has on like the driver <laughs> photos. Yeah. So here goes, and then this is my next, my follow question. Yeah, but that's the picture that comes into my head. Okay, yeah, okay. that works. Because when was the last time we saw him happy? <laughs> Which is really funny because the picture in my head is, is, not, is not smiling. Yeah. It's almost like that. We talked about the award ceremony last year. And yeah, he's just alone, like, like his hair. neck, like shorter somehow in the picture frame. His hair's doing like this kind of number. Like his, his suit looks like it wasn't fitted for him. It was the Ferrari suit, but he ripped the badge. <laughs> Off his jacket. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, when was the last time we saw him happy? Uh, I don't know. Because I, yeah. I, Carlos Sainz is clearly showing himself as a superb driver and prob- probably the number one driver at Ferrari. Right now, yeah. I think Fred Vasseur isn't like playing favorites. No. He can't. And like he's showing that he is leading his team in a good direction. Right. It's fun to see him on the podium get the constructor trophy for the race. Right. And Charles Leclerc, I feel like if you're a diehard fan, maybe when you picture him, maybe it's that like win at Monza and he's happy or whatever. Right. But I feel like all I ever picture now is just like him crying, Toto yelling at him, him being sad after a race, or now just like Binotto yelling at him. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did I say? Toto. <laughs> Toto's probably yelling at him too. Yeah, I mean, everyone's yelling at him. <laughs> Just at night and like the phone rings and he answers it. He's like, this is total. You suck. 
And he just cries himself just back, to back sleep. over to his piano. And- yeah, that's the other image. Just crying, playing <laughs> piano. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So what do we do with Chucky Lake Clerk? I. This what is, is a great question. I, and I know I'm springing it on you, but you are always good to go with people talking about Formula One. Yeah. Right. Carlos Sainz, Chucky Lake Clerk. We've been talking about Yuki Tsunoda and Alfatari. Like he is being outperformed by everyone else that sits in that other seat, I feel like now. Right. And Chucky Leclerc is now entering a similar situation. It's interesting in the sense that, like, I'll give it this. Here's where the interesting points of this are in my mind. I'm going to give you a few. Okay. One, okay. Italy loves Charles. He's almost Italian. He's, he's like an adopted Italian son. Yeah. Of, of the, he's as close as we get right now right and so i and i and i think it because of uh we've talked about it in the past but jules bianchi was his his godfather and jules was killed yeah. and uh in an accident in in f1 accident <laughs> lawrence stroll was on the track that day <laughs> Everything that's happened that's dark in F1 is related to Lawrence Stroll. We're, New theory. <laughs> we'll just make up pictures with like AI Photoshop Lawrence just Stroll like, in the back, like blurry in background. Yeah, just like, like a blurry Big image Foot, of him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Bigfooting in the background. Escaping the track. <laughs> uh, so, okay, but Italy loves him. And this is the him. interesting dynamic of Ferrari and Charles. Uh-huh. Italy loves him. The team kind of the supports team. him in a way that's like little brother baby boy that we're trying to like help him spread his wings and leave the mm. nest you know okay and so i feel like ferrari loves him mm-hmm. and that's an interesting dynamic that we've got lo- the next piece of this fred vasseur is his uncle was basically the papa bear that helped him get to ferrari yep and he raced for him in f2 mm-hmm. and so Fred really knows Charles. Okay. So we've yeah. got three factors here of things that are all Chucky Leclerc favor, right? If uh, I'm not, I don't want to get ahead of your thoughts, but we we are seeing an exodus of billionaire boys. Right. Are, is is Charles Leclerc, he's a great driver. He's right. won races more than any billionaire boy has. Right. But is he is his billionaire like, like equivalent right. love from those around him like fading? Is, is it, it starting to fade? I mean, it's happened to people in the past where mm. the where the the number one, our boy, the one who's going to do everything for us, yeah. falls short, mm-hmm. and then the team's kind of got to move on. Yeah, and it's brutal. It's yeah. brutal. You don't. You, you almost kind of wish like that they didn't do stuff like that to people. Yeah, but in this case, you know, this rough patch for Charles is this year has been brutal. Yeah, lots of qualifying exits over accidents and things not really going his way Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't know the answer to this question and i feel like it's a tough one to answer but i feel like if the the weird part of this equation is that carlos signs might see the writing on the wall at some point that even though he's proving to be the stronger driver yeah that he's proving to be what he is yeah that ferrari may never choose him really and this is where Ferrari's passion over <laughs> passion over sense might be just where I vote. <laughs> I'm just looking up. <laughs> where I'm going to put my my kind of uh, theory into that camp. Okay. That I could see them favoring Charles for just the fact that they love him. Hmm. 
is this more than Carlos's future going back to kind of similar Sebastian and Charles right feelings yeah and it's just the right now the the team in the the country of Italy might yeah. be like oh good for Carlos we're so glad to see a Ferrari win now fix the car for Charles <laughs> Uh, um, do you get what I mean? Do you I get totally, that sense? I, I totally get that. Because I see, get that sense from them. Yeah, and um, Ferrari's just continues to be this weird ball of tangled <laughs> feelings for <laughs> a, a weird team. <laughs> right. I know that it should be engineered this way, but I feel the car should be this way. <laughs> I know the data supports this, but I feel yeah. the car should be this way. Yeah. Brains? brains feels <laughs> has there been a a moment in in ferrari or italy's history i mean because at some point they will they turn on charles leclerc <sighs> has there been an instance like that in the past they did it to sebastian but sebastian's not italian and he was never really adopted as the the he chosen was at one. red bull before it was like he was on a he was on the rival team right and on sebastian and, and he's he, on a team that's not an engine maker they're energy right. drinks they shouldn't be in the sport right so the chucky Lakler came from alfa romeo right like he grew up in the sport and he grew up a ferrari he also grew yeah. up a ferrari junior academy kid so right kid, so like yeah. it's in his blood right born into the family essentially yeah where and sebastian vettel is like a mudblood yeah it's like wait where are you coming from <laughs> You're not yeah. Michael Schumacher. You yeah. want to be? Who cares? No one yeah. cares if you want to be Michael. Get yeah. out of here. Uh-huh. And I feel like that was kind of the the way that they treated him for sure. Huh. And I would say that that is the big difference between Charles and yeah. Sebastian. On top of that, Charles was such an, uh, a step out of Ferrari's normal when they hired him. When Sebastian was in the seat at Ferrari and yeah. they announced that Charles was coming to Ferrari, everyone was shocked. And it's because Ferrari doesn't invest in youth that early. Mm. They prefer experience. And so a lot of drivers would build up their careers to a point and then race for Ferrari. Is this in the first season or two of Drive to Survive? Yes, they do talk about it in the first season because Charles' first season in the sport was with Sauber Alfa Romeo. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, cool, all right, you want to be on Ferrari? Yeah. And everyone was like, wait, what? Didn't they give I don't know if that at that point was like four or five year contract. Yeah, it was amazing. It's insane that they got that kind of uh, uh, contract that early on. Yeah. So the point being that it's like the investment in Charles has been there from the beginning. It was definitely out of their normal mm-hmm. when they did it. And nowadays it just seems like they aren't giving up on the dream that Charles is world champion. Just holding on to that. Yeah. Holding on to that dream, being so stubborn. And I could see Carlos being like, yeah, the writing's on the wall. They're always going to want Charles to be world champion. I need to go to Audi. Yeah. I need to go to Mercedes. I need to go to Red Bull. Mm. I need to look at the opportunities that are out there. Yeah. I mean, and Carlos drove under helmet Marco at Red Bull. He was a Red Bull junior. Yeah. And so it's not that far-fetched that Red Bull wants him. Yeah. It's like if they want competition for Max, Carlos was Max's teammate at Toro Rosso. Man, you think, uh, so Carlos is contract ends next year i think it's next year Mm, you think red bull could be thinking about him instead of perez i mean there's so many options for red bull with how fast and dominant the car is carlos has been really good it's it's a it's a tricky thing you mean you look at you look at literally everyone and they go yeah i'm I'm out of contract yeah and it's like no you're not i am (laughs) i can be just for you and like sebastian calls christian he's like i'm out of contract yeah do you know what i mean it's like there's literally endless opportunities for red bull yeah 
Uh, but given that Carlos is seeing, a, we'll see. This is going to be that test. Yeah. Now that Carlos is the first driver that isn't a Red Bull driver mm-hmm. driving a Ferrari to win a race since October of last season, yeah. does Ferrari go, yes, you are the golden boy. Let's win some freaking races. Let's yeah. take you to a championship. Yeah. And if they don't do that, I think it answers our question. There you go. That's a great rundown of that. Been thinking about it a lot lately, especially when Carlos won. I think it's on everyone's mind. Yeah. What becomes of young Charles? <laughs> <laughs> just sad. It is sad. I no no no. Just sad. Chucky Clerk faces. <laughs> it's not that sad. It's just Charles is Charles sad. is oh, always gotcha. sad. Oh, I'll keep that in mind yeah. for next time. <laughs> and then as like icing on the cake, if you see, <laughs> there's like a video that went around, and someone I think it's like Lando or someone's like they're making fun of like driving real close to the wheel they're like oh yeah uh charles taught me to drive like this and yeah. then like someone's videoing charles driving and he's like scooched up to the wheel of a normal car yeah. just driving around italy just like <laughs> it's like dude scoot your seat back they're giving charles the coolest of the ferraris like these oh, yeah. unreleased cool like models <laughs> And he's just driving him around like a nerd. You also know that he's really bad at driving that car, right? No. Google. Well, he's driving bad, bad at driving the other car. Yeah. He's Doesn't like. Doesn't surprise me. People have videos of him like driving around Monaco and like super like in the other lane, like halfway on uh, oncoming traffic, <laughs> parking bad. Like he's, he's got can like we, a real handful just, of like. Can we like, just start giving him five second penalties? <laughs> For like crossing the lines, <laughs> like drug the the nose on a on a parking curb, uh-huh. five second penalty. Yeah, that's a Ferrari. You can't do that. I wish we could just like yeah text him, and be like, hey, that's your first warning or whatever for exceeding <laughs> yeah. track limits. Meatball flag, <laughs> black and white flag. Oh, poor Chucky. Oh, uh, Chucky, we love you somehow, some way. Yeah, <laughs> we're excited for Suzuka. Yeah, that's the name of the Japanese Grand Prix. Correct. We're excited for it this weekend. The track. That's the name of the track. Tra- name of the track. Yeah. We'll be back to talk about it. Yeah. We're stoked. Like us. I mean, share us with people if you think they want to be in the F1 and would like us. Totes. We're trying to bring in new people to the sport. Always. Um, yeah. And we also are on YouTube. I don't think we're stressing that enough right now. Oh, yeah. We've got a show on YouTube. I mean, obviously, Pointing if you're watching it, you know. But um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Amazon or Apple or anywhere else, check us out on YouTube if you just want to watch the video with it as well. Totally. Um, it's been really good. And thank you guys for support as usual. And we will see you after the Japanese Grand Prix. Sounds good. Bye. That's one podcast. You get to meet a Marvel Avenger and like Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Jeremy Renner. <laughs>